Hello, you're listening to Fish Food, a podcast for entrepreneurs who started working for themselves to build companies that grow into thriving businesses. Here, we provide bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Keila hill Trawick, and whether you're acting as your own accountant or looking for a new one, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. All right, so in the spirit of reintroducing myself, I thought that today would be a good day to give you some background about me, about how Little Fish got started, where we are now, why we do what we do, all of those things, right? So let's get into really where I began. I started with an accounting degree after multiple major changes. Ended up graduating a couple years later, went back for my MBA. And some information to know is that in between there, I was working a corporate job. I was working for CNN, Comcast, Home Depot. I had, I worked in these really big companies. And at the time, I really didn't want to be in accounting anymore. I kept thinking, this is not really what I want to do. The things that I loved about it in school, that it was very direct, that there was always a rule, um, did not come to pass when I started doing this as a full-time job. And so I really wanted to get out of the field. I started thinking about marketing, getting into that area, maybe strategy, thought I had the personality for it, was all built up, all of these things. So I get my MBA, I go to work in the marketing company or the marketing department, and they found out I had an accounting degree and redirected me to do accounting for the marketing department. It's kind of boring. At this time, I have changed jobs pretty much every year and a half to two years. I was living in Atlanta and I was just kind of tired of living there. I had a very close friend of mine that I went to high school with that lived in the DC area. I would come visit her and I thought, all right, this is it. I'm tired of staying here. I am going to move, pick up all my stuff and move. And as you might know, DC is a big government town. And so one of the easiest ways I thought that there would be to move was to get a federal job. Now, most people who have filed or have applied for a federal position know that they are hard to come by. It's a long process. They don't take a lot of people. A lot of people want the job. So supply and demand, all of that. I go, I apply. I think that it's gonna take a while few months at least. It does not. Uh, I get a job within about a month and God moves me to DC. And I got here and my expectations were wrong. I was lonely. I worked at an organization that had most of us offsite and my offsite didn't really have any other coworkers. So picture I'm in a new city. I'm by myself. I have no family here. My friend who I moved to be closer to, I didn't really understand like the DC Baltimore area being as big as it was. And so she just lived further from me than I expected. Um, I didn't have any friends here. It was just a very, y'all, I contacted my mom and was like, yo, I made a mistake. I need to come back to Atlanta. Find me a job there, please. This is miserable. And little by little, I started meeting friends through Twitter, meeting friends through other friends. It got better, but I was always kind of homesick. I would go back to Atlanta like every other month. If somebody didn't visit me, I would get in my car with my dog and drive the 10 hours to be home again. And so I worked for the government for a while. 
in between there. I found my husband on the internet too. Um, we get married and I'm still cycling through jobs. I still don't want to be anywhere any longer than two years. I was having a lot of feelings about my passion, about what I wanted to do, about what I was put here to do. And I just kept thinking it can't be about me working in accounting and audit roles in the government. Like I just cannot imagine that the universe set me here and built me here so that I could do that. So fast forward, I am working for the Patent and Trademark Office. Um, I have, actually, let me back up because before I get there, I take my CPA exam. Bet. So I'm working for a government organization and this was kind of one of my first keys to how I might be able to show up in the world differently. The government organization that I was working for had an interesting hiring process compared to other government agencies. And so most government agencies, the promotion process is very like every year it's individual based on you. If you do well enough, you get promoted kind of to the next grade or step. And this agency didn't work like that. They had a very specific promotion process that happened, I think once a year, you had to have so much time in, you had to apply and there were limited spots. And so this was gonna be the first time I had to like apply for a promotion federally to say, oh, I am the best candidate for this next roll up. And at this agency, there are not a lot of black people. There are of course, not a lot of black women. Um, I am one of the younger people on the team. A lot of us were young, but I felt like young black woman, it felt a bit outsider-ish. And so at this point, I'm not even thinking about the CPA exam, but I see that the promotion uh, process is coming up and there are people who are up for promotion, who I know are getting back. And my thought was, I'm smarter than them. And my next thought was, it won't matter because they have letters and I don't. And so if I don't get this CPA exam, I am putting myself a little bit further behind in terms of having to uh, prove that I'm worthy of this promotion. Coworker at the time was like, let's study for the test at the same time. We can get through this together. We spend the next year sitting across from each other in cubes, taking practice exams on our lunch breaks, staying on the same schedule in terms of studying, taking our tests at the same day. And I passed three out of the four parts on the first try. If you're an accountant and you're listening or watching this, uh, FAR was a beast. That was my Achilles heel, but I passed it on the second time. So now I'm a CPA. Now we fast forward back to, I have left that organization. I'm at the Patent and Trademark Office. And again, I'm hitting that two-year itch. I'm getting to a point where I'm like, I don't want to do this. This job is boring. I don't think that it's not important. It's just not what I care about. Chasing after people because they didn't sign something or creating these corrective action plans. It just felt like not the best use of my time. And that really bumped up against a time in my life where a lot of friends and peers were quitting to go into business for themselves. Whether that was in the creatives industry, so photographers, music makers, artists. I had friends that were leaving their jobs to do that. And I also had friends that were leaving their jobs to use their skills in entrepreneurship. So coaches, consultants, people who had done this full time as a W-2 role and were now going to do it for themselves. And everybody basically had the same feeling, which was, I don't want to have to deal with the accounting 
I'm not good at numbers. The same things that I talk about usually, I don't feel good at math. I don't feel confident that I'm doing this right. And I was bored at work. So I remember thinking, I can help you with that. Like, I know how to do it. I know the basics. I'm in government and corporate accounting, which isn't the same as small business, but I have the background to be able to learn faster because I know all of the foundational pieces of accounting. So I start helping some friends out. A friend of mine is like, you should make a business in this. And I'm like, "At no, I am not an entrepreneur. I have a job. I tell everybody, I was like, they pay me on time every two weeks. I'm not trying to start my own business. But little by little, I started to see things that would eventually become the baseline for Little Fish, really. The first was very small businesses do not get the same time and attention as large businesses. We live in a capitalist society. Larger accounting firms are going for billable hours for people that can make them the most money or make the most money so that they see the accountant as valuable. And I knew that my friends, my peers, the clients that I had just started serving were tiny. One, two, maybe three people on the team, a couple of contractors. And there didn't seem to be a good place for them to go for advice. It was hard to find that kind of support out of an accounting firm that really treated them like people and not as like a line. The other thing that I saw was education was going to be a powerful component of everything that I did. I often say I want to use my skill in service. And so when I started Little Fish, which didn't even have a name yet, I knew that one of the pieces was going to have to be telling people how things worked, giving a really easy breakdown of why we do things the way that we do definitions, financial reports and how to understand them like if you don't understand that, then hiring it out or asking for help gets to feel like somebody is a wizard and they will just like, poof, magically take care of this for you without understanding the impact and consequences. And then three, what I knew to be true was that I and the people that would ultimately become my team had the ability to really build relationships with clients. Accounting can be really transactional. It can be very, I did your bookkeeping, here is this. I did your tax return, sign it, let's go. And I didn't think that accounting had to be like that with all of the horror stories that I would hear about um, accountants being condescending or ghosting people or um, just speaking an accountant speak in a way that wasn't really digestible. I knew that it didn't have to be like that, that we could have workshops and free education and all of these things. So, all right, now I have a couple of clients. They're not really clients. Nobody's very much paying me. I'm just kind of trying to figure this out. And at the same time, I get QuickBooks certified. I take tax preparation um, courses. I am learning the business of small business at the same time that I am starting to grow a small business. I am hitting all of the pain points that all of you and all of our clients run into. I'm wearing all the hats. I built our first logo. I built our first website. I made our first Instagram and just started posting there. I am our marketing arm, right? So I get on MailChimp and start building what will ultimately become our monthly newsletter. I believed in free. And so I would give away free information. I would host workshops that were free and low cost. I would partner with organizations that were meeting up with startups and really trying to make sure that there was business education layered on top of this idea of you like building your own business, right? Cool. 
we're kind of trotting along. I'm doing this part-time. I still have a full-time job in the government. And I think it started to suddenly hit me that I hated my job and I loved what I was doing with Little Fish. I loved this immediate feeling of, I taught you something that you can carry forward. I really enjoyed this ability to make things digestible and understandable in a way that most accountants weren't able to in the past. And so that was really exciting for me and started me down the path of like, hmm, I gotta quit my job. And so a year almost to the day after I like started, I quit. I was very strategic. So I like to tell people I did not quit with $5 in my bank account walking out on faith. I did walk out on faith, but I had some backup. One, I had a husband, so I had insurance. Um, I also had a second income in the house. And so we knew that we were going to be fine, but we also, I had a backup plan. You know, the second thing is I quit during tax season. My thought was I will just do all of the tax returns, hoard all of my money. If this doesn't work, I'll go back to work. Um, and if it does work, then I'm good to go. Now, often the story will end there um, when I'm talking to people and like little fish took off after that. And it did. But make no mistake, it was hard. Like I said, like most entrepreneurs, I was wearing all of the hats and I was hiring and I was hiring wrong. And I was hiring for tasks when I really needed somebody to own things. Much like most of our clients, I like to say that Little Fish is really our <laughs> ideal client in some ways. I was burning out. I did not have enough time to do all the things that I wanted to do. It felt like things were gonna slip between the cracks. I didn't even have enough time to like get all of the say continuing education that I wanted. I was also needing to be an expert in multiple areas during a grueling first tax season where things were constantly changing. I just wasn't ready and it was hard and it took a lot out of me. There were a lot of tears, but I never wanted to go back to a job. I knew that there was a way that I could make this work if I could just get the right help. And so that blossomed. I went from hiring contractors to hiring employees, really empowering the women on our team to own processes, to be the client advisors. And as much as I liked the client work, it also freed me up to be able to show up where I could. I can't take six calls a day. I can't be the person that answers all of the emails and sends all the contracts and sends all the invoices and manages my own bookkeeping and all of those things. And so as I learned things throughout my entrepreneurial journey, I knew that there was something to share with other accountants and clients and potential clients who might be interested in like, why do I even need an accountant? How do I know when I need to hire help? And so fast forward to now, we're a team of six. We are a mix of full-time and part-time employees, all women on the team serving a mostly woman client base. Um, that wasn't intentional, but you know, I'm always glad to be able to connect with sisters in the entrepreneurship movement. And on top of that, making sure that how we behave internally with company culture reflects to how we treat clients. So integrity, obviously, always wanting to do the right thing, always, you know, if we make a mistake, which luckily doesn't happen too often, but when it happens, I feel terrible. And I still know that we are going to stand up, correct it, and make sure that it's right for you taking responsibility and accountability for the things that belong to us and giving clients resources in partnership for the things that they're going to take on for themselves. It's really important to me that 
business owners feel empowered, that they feel like they can do the thing and that they're able to delegate the part that is not their expertise without completely removing themselves from the process and the responsibilities of being CEO. We work really hard to make information accessible. So I always say, I will give you as much knowledge as I possibly can. People will tell you I'm down for making a loom video to make sure that you understand something. Instagram post, a monthly free newsletter, a weekly podcast. I want you to not have to start at zero. But when you get to the point that your company is growing, that this gets too complicated, that it is not the best use of your time, which is sooner than you probably think it is. We want to be there to be able to help you with ongoing support. And that's everything from advisory. So when we say advisory and compliance, and I'll dig into this later, advisory is support and guidance around the numbers. So really interpreting what you see, interpreting the financial reports, interpreting where your business is headed, interpreting that to be able to say, now what? Now what are we going to do? Now how do you plan for the future? Now how do you grow your team and your business? Compliance are the task, right? So tracking, making sure that your bookkeeping is accurate. And that includes everything from categorizing transactions to is your accounts receivable accurate? Are you getting the money that you expect to be getting? Are bills paid on time? Giving you guidance and resources about that. And obviously taxes are part of compliance, making sure that you're paying no more than you're supposed to, that you're getting all of your deductions, that you understand how the tax process works. And so that's what our firm is built on. That's what we do now. It's the most exciting part of my job is meeting new business owners in fields that I would have had no idea. I learned so much about so many different industries, even within our professional services realm and going beyond coaches, consultants, creatives to therapists, lawyers, app designers, other accountants, people who are building up gardening businesses or you know, real estate businesses and all of the things that are in between this feeling of we're all building kind of similar businesses on different expertise, different lines of expertise. And what we want to do is make sure that our line of expertise, accounting and taxes, compliance and advisory services are taken off of your plate so that you can focus on the thing that you're supposed to do. You'll see that a recent episode we did about like you can't avoid hiring, that goes beyond internal team structure to outsourcing. You know, eventually I had to stop using contract templates and hire a lawyer. Eventually I had to stop making our own contract all by myself and hire designers that would assist with that. Nothing is to be done by yourself. And we want to make sure that in terms of accounting, taxes, even small business help, that we can be there to support you. So you've never heard my story before, our story before. I hope that this gives you some insight as to how Little Fish came to be, how we got here, and how we plan to continue serving really small entrepreneurship shops to make sure that you have the foundation that you need to build, to grow, to really expand your vision of what this business could mean for you and your life in a variety of ways. Hopefully this is helpful. I've never really done this this in-depth before, so let me know what you think about it. Let us know what other feedback or information that would be helpful to you so that we can keep making content that's valuable to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, I've got good news for you. 
we're supporting you all over the internet. Check out our Instagram at littlefishaccounting or our website, littlefishaccounting.com for guidance, resources, and ways to work with us. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. See you next time.